Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the most important words in that introduction is connecting. And uh, I found that to be real in missions, more probably than a lot of other things that we do, and that is connecting people with needs, connecting people with ministries that are making a difference. And so here on Exploring Missions, we love to do that, and we love to tell people about that is going on. I, I think the connections demonstrate something that we really need to have in our hearts, and that is humility. In other words, it's not all about my ministry. It's not all about what I do, but it's about what we do for the kingdom. And so today we have an interview. There's two people are involved, and one is one, a ministry that's going on, and another one, a person that was involved in that ministry and connected with that ministry and has blessed his life and now sharing with others, making another connection. So you're having connections all the way. And now we want to connect with you. Uh, as you hear about this ministry, I think you'll be praying and be excited about what God is doing. Well, let me introduce our guest today on Exploring Missions, and it's Godwin from India. Godwin, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, man. And uh, it's uh, from the other side of the world, you're in Tupelo, Mississippi. Now, not everybody makes it to Tupelo, but we're glad you did, brother. Yes, yes. It's a blessing, and I believe it's God's timing. Amen. Yeah. Our other guest is Matt Wilburn, and Matt is someone that I've been connected with and knew about. And Matt, you're the guy that connected us with Godwin. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Why did you do that? Why did you feel like it'd be good for us to hear? Out of all the mission trips I've taken and the partners I've been involved with, this particular ministry seems to come full circle from presenting the gospel to making mature disciples to calling ministers to planting churches and to multiplying those churches and going beyond. And so it's neat to watch that full process over the years. It is. And when you see that happening, the whole wide idea of the Great Commission is to make disciples, not just, and I, I'm saying this, not just converts. Converts is the place to start. But as you said, mm -hmm. completing the process and uh, that's exciting. Well, the name of the ministry is Young Reapers for Christ. That's right. Uh, Godwin, tell us a little bit about that ministry, how old it is, and, and where it's located, the headquarters. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Um, God led me to start this ministry in 1999, and, uh, and God gave me this burden to take the gospel into the unreached group and, uh, and the nations across India and... Uh, and to raise leaders and uh, disciple them. And now we are in the uh, 27th year of uh, Young Reapers of Christ. And by God's grace, we are uh, able to plant about more than 400 churches. Uh, so that's what the core thing we are doing, making disciples and uh, making them to go across and uh, share the gospel. And uh, that's the need of the hour for the world. You know, 
I, I see another connection, and I, I know I'm going to talk about this a lot. Okay, making disciples, planting churches. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they go together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, at least the Apostle Paul certainly would do that. You That's know? right. Is, That's... is he a model for, I mean, isn't Paul's, what his strategy was in the book of Acts? You know, go to a place, preach the gospel. Right. Those that would be called out, mm-hmm. he would disciple them, plant the church, help mm-hmm. the leaders grow, mm-hmm. and still communicate with them in their ministry. I mean, he did that early on, and that's still part of the process today, isn't it? I believe that's a biblical way, and that's, uh, of course, Paul followed it. It's because from the Lord. Yeah, Yeah, Jesus called 12 men, and he spent a lot of time with them, didn't he? That's right. Amen. Yes. Well, that that is great. Is uh, Young Reapers for Christ headquarters in India itself? Yes, it is headquarters in India and uh, a little uh, down from Bangalore. Okay. Uh, in a place called Kola Goldfields. Okay. And we have a Bible college there where we train uh, pastors and send them out. And then we have, uh, uh, you know, lots of uh, revival conferences and a prayer movement there. And I want to thank God for uh, One Cry Ministry, Brother Byron, who has influenced me a lot in my life for many, many years now. Yeah. So the Life Action Ministry. Right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about right. One Cry and mm-hmm. Life Action Ministries. Mm-hmm. When I was pastoring, just let me say, everything that uh, Life Action had, mm-hmm. we had at our church. Okay. From the one nights to mm-hmm. the many mm-hmm. uh, week to the two week, right. uh, you know, I went to there for their pastor's mm-hmm. uh, retreat. So. Byron Paulus is a very dear brother in Christ. Amen. And and out of that uh, life action came one cry, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and the cry is for revival, isn't it? That's right. That's right. So Brother Byron asked me to take the lead into India, a one cry ministry, and also the Southeast Asia is there. And a couple of other countries I'm going in and uh, trying to bring churches together to pray. Uh, and I believe uh, revival is the need of the hour for all the churches across the globe. So, well, are you allowed? Uh, again, I don't want to ask questions because we know that the reality of some uh, retribution, persecution is real. Can you share the other southeastern countries besides India, or are y'all kind of keeping that under wraps? Oh, uh, yeah, I can share a few. Uh, we are into Sri Lanka, okay. and uh, also we are. Uh, getting the connection to for prayer, revival prayer in uh, Malaysia and uh, uh, Singapore and few other Middle East. Uh, maybe I'm yeah. you know, okay. have to say The that. reason I was asking, recently I got to interview someone that is ministering in Thailand, mm-hmm. and what God is doing in Thailand is amazing. And uh, so I, <clears throat> the reason I'm excited about this is because Seems like God's movement is taking place in that area, and and not only God moving, but people seeing that is opportunity to do it now. It's really important. Time, you said timing, right? Is, right, is, is important, right? Yes, anything and everything we see across the globe, what's happening, I strongly believe that it's a time for church to rise up and see where God is at work. Yeah. And to just, uh, you know, not to postpone anything, it's now, it's a time. 
Well, we in America right now, we're struggling with several things and several issues, and most mm-hmm. folks know that. Here at American Family Radio, we realize that and say that. But God is bigger yes. than one country, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> I, 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 uh, even yesterday as I was preaching, I said, uh, you know, the power of gospel is always there. It is. And Amen. Uh, it cannot be stopped, and uh, God works for his own glory. Yeah. Well, I use this, and Matt, I'll turn to you. I, I say this quite a bit. Uh, the gospel works under all conditions. It Amen. really does. Amen. It does not matter what kind of government, does not kind what kind of leader, but missions work best in freedom. You know, yes. like uh, when Paul was a Roman citizen in the Roman Empire, that gave him access mm. to, to the Roman Empire. And in the last decades... Um, United States freedom has helped to bring the gospel to the world. And yet now that gospel is, uh, it has changed lives in India and other places and around the world. And you saw firsthand when you were with India with Young Reapers for Christ, you saw that firsthand as you would go out and see people come to the Lord, but you'd also see the growth of that individual and that church, right? Absolutely. We'd go into a village and, you know, earlier in the year we would uh, present the gospel. Maybe a year or two later, we would come back and out of that group, a minister was being trained. And so many times we would go back to those places and pray over a spot where we'd got a permit to build a church. And so that was always a fun experience. And it was just piecing it all together because you don't always get that when you do missions. You, You go and you do a work and you wonder, really. Uh, but when you go back again and again and again, you're able to see what happens over time. And it just encourages you because you believe and know that the truth is more powerful than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take this opportunity to talk to our listeners a little bit. What Matt has just said is a strategy for a local church. Uh, it's good to go to a place one time. I'm not saying it's not, but to return you see what God's doing. You develop a relationship, a friendship, and a ministry. And honestly, you develop a burden more so. Now, you can have a burden one time, but that burden continues. It increases your prayer life for them. It increases your knowledge of them. And it really helps you to tell others about it and say, hey, you need to go with me. Yeah, it does. And when you go time after time, what it does is is you can't go with your strategy. God's at work and you end up joining his work. So it's not about what you think missions needs to be. It's about what God is doing and what works. And that's what's neat about going time after time. I'm not bringing something that is prepackaged. I'm watching God play this out before my eyes. And before I'd gone to India, you know, read a lot of New Testament books, even Acts, and you think it was something that happened many, many years ago. And that stuff doesn't happen. Oh, it's real. It is. It is very real. And so when you see it with your own eyes, you realize that the power and the authority is still the same. Yeah, when you see the book of Acts and you see when the gospel is introduced at a new people, a new people group, you see really Acts come alive. Now, when you've been established, it's like it is uh, in the book of Acts. After a church had been established, we're not saying miracles still didn't happen, but it was not as prominent as as it is when you're introducing the gospel to a group of people that need to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Yeah, and, and that goes back to, to God meets us where we're at, isn't he? He does. And if he it's does. a first-time experience for a village, <laughs> he shows out to He does. Well, we're talking to Godwin. 
and Matt Wilburn. We're talking about the ministry, too, really. The ministry that Godwin is involved in and ministry in is Young Reapers for Christ. Matt has been there with him several times and seeing the work going on there in India. But also, uh, uh, Godwin is involved in One Cry. It's a ministry where uh, revival is prayed for. And we were talking about connections. One of the things you do is connect churches right. and and put them together to seek the Lord mm-hmm. for his blessing and for his His Holy Spirit to have free reign. Are you seeing churches come together for that purpose, Godwin? Yes, yes, especially in India. I see churches are coming together like never before. And uh, it's because of many uh, reasons, I believe, uh, that's happening around but that is those reasons, I believe it's God-given reason for us to gather together and pray. Uh, there's only way out for us as a church in India is God alone. So there's no other way but to seek his face in prayer and repent and come together and ask God to move. Uh, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what I would say the ministry training center that you, you have, how yeah. many students, what's affecting uh, how do you train them? How do you send them out? Uh, like Brother Matt was just uh, sharing, uh, we go into the villages and share the gospel. And when uh, God shows a prominent person uh, who could be a leader and uh, eventually a pastoring ch- uh, and a pastor to pastor church, we bring them. We we uh, here on exploring missions, we call them a person of influence. That's right. Yeah, That's I right. don't know if y'all have used that word. My son, uh, Nathan, usually is the co-host, and he was unable to be here today. But uh, we, we talk about that. Paul would find that person, mm-hmm. just exactly what you said in the New Testament. So, And you find that person, and you do what? Oh, we, we just bring them back to our campus and uh, see that they're trained for a year or two, uh, depending upon their need. And then we send them back to the same place. And uh, when they go back to their place, we try to help them consistently in many means we can. And uh, we see that when the time comes, we try to get a land and uh, build a church. Because in India, church construction uh, is very much important, I believe, because of the caste system there. Church makes a very prominent uh, place in a believer's life. It's a life. statement uh, uh, for the people in the community, isn't it? That it is. It is a statement. And they have to see something uh, where they can come together without any barriers uh, among them in caste system. So church building is very much necessary. Does and, uh, the church community, does it override the caste system in India, or does it seem like the same group of people go to this church and another group of people go to another. I'm just asking. I, uh, I did not know. Not much like that. But uh, the, if we have a church, the people come together. There's no big problem there. Okay. But if they are into a house or a small gathering somewhere in the community, then there is a division. They cannot come together because of many reasons. So that building that God uses breaks those barriers down? Very much so. Very Amen. much so. And also the people are able to see there is a tangible thing for them to see that if some uh, wedding or any good or bad happens in the family, they can say, uh, yeah, okay, let's go to the church uh, place. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes a common place for the people there. Together, the Together. church gathers there and they see that. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, during this two-year, one-year, two-year period of time of training, uh, 
is your goal Bible knowledge or is it uh, procedures, how to disciple, how to lead a group, or is it all of it combined? What, what yeah, it's is? kind of all of it combined, but uh, very much we focus on their spiritual lifestyle. Okay. You know, we try to bring them closer and closer to the Lord. And uh, when they is learn to be with the Lord and uh, when they learn to hear and see, uh, hear God's voice and see where God is working and understand and uh, if they learn to obey God, I believe the Spirit of God is there to take care of that. You know, when you read Second uh, Peter chapter 1, it talks about your faith. Before you add knowledge, it says add virtue. Yes. <laughs> Virtue is the first thing you add, which is character, your moral, mm-hmm. your moral standard. That is what you do, and that puts you in that relationship. Uh, knowledge without virtue always leads to pride. Right. And uh, there's no place for that, is there? No. No. So we, we, God has really burdened me to do that, uh, just to see that they are walking closer to God. Sometimes that's what we miss in Christendom. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. You know. We think if we'll give them a twelve-week study of Bible knowledge, that sets them on the course, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't. And uh, so that's so exciting to do that. The other thing I heard about, and if you need to say more, don't don't miss out the opportunity. The VBS yeah. sounds like you're young reapers for Christ. Sounds like you're going after a generation for sure. I'm not. I know. I know you're not excluding anyone. Right. But most of the time, if you don't target a specific group, mm-hmm. you miss everything. So, Vacation Bible School is it targeting young people? Yes, that is something big in our ministry. This past year, we uh, this year we reached about seven thousand kids. Uh, but uh, we can reach uh, potentially. We can reach more the next year. So we have a ministry called uh, Indian Reapers of Christ, uh, a Lambs Club, Lambs Club for the children's ministry. So young people, there we are trying to come up with our own material uh, for 52 weeks a year and try to put them on the word of God. Because I see that sometimes uh, children can be just uh, brought into the church and being entertained there just to keep them alive in the church, kind of connected to the church. So I believe uh, uh, connecting the children to the church cannot be into the entertainment, but should be on the Word of God. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, you you know you can use different things, but the Word of God yes. is the sustaining that, issue in our lives. That's right. You know, my concern is uh, looking at the nations there across uh, where I am. Uh, children are you know tend to be entertained a little bit. But my desire is and my prayer and my burden is to see that these children are growing in the Word of God. I'm not against entertainment, but entertainment in itself, it's not the answer. Not the answer. Matt, uh, I'm going to turn to you on this. And you, uh, I think we found out in youth ministry, children's ministry, that games and pizza just doesn't do the job by itself, does it? Not long term. Uh, over yeah. time, they eventually fade out of the church as they graduate high school and go to college. They were never implanted with all the things that are necessary to manage the spiritual life in a real world. Yeah. And so when they leave home, they don't have those tools in their toolbox. And certainly there's no burden there within them to continue the things that they'd been fed, what few they had been fed or it hadn't been applied to their life. And so it becomes a difficult task to to bring them back into understanding. You're not really undoing what the past was. It's just 
admitting that there were lots of things that we did not cover that would have been really good for them to know before they left. Well, the Bible makes it plain that, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to call the fundamentals of the faith, you know, who mm. Jesus is. Yeah, that's that's the first. If you find out who Jesus is from that from that foundation, everything opens up yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, concerning life and everything. And so that's that's a big important orphanages. Mm-hmm. Got an orphanage as well yeah. as yes. 7000 children at Vacation Bible School. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, this coming year we are looking at about more than 10,000 reaching out to 10,000 children. But orphanage, yes, we have uh, a small one. We are tra- trying to uh, grow it, but uh, uh, we are limited with the resources, so we are looking into the Lord. Uh, but we have about 20 children. Uh, we are having this for about 20 years now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, under this uh, uh, situation in our nation, uh, you know, having orphanage is a little bit uh, odder. But again, God is at work. We are doing what we can do and what God has told us to do. Are there restrictions with government real there when concerning an orphanage? Uh, yeah, I mean, in certain terms, yes, uh, uh, it's real. Uh, it it looks like it's better f- for the administration, but at the same time, it's real in other way. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not blind to the issues that are going on around the world. And Christianity uh, are those that do it in areas where uh, other religions are prominent. Mm. Sometimes difficulty does arise. That's right. And the prejudice that you have toward Christians, uh, it's social Mm. as much as is government or maybe even more so. Yes. Yes, it is. It is social and uh, it's it's. It's combined together, I believe. But, uh, you know, all these things, uh, brother, it makes us to seek the Lord. (laughs) Seek the Lord. Amen. Well, I found that's true here in America right now. We have churches that are really seeking the Lord because they know that some things are slipping away that has been part of our, you know, uh, part of our being as a a nation. And we see that. And so, and here it is. In, in the countries in Southeastern Asia, hmm. you're you're struggling to find that that we had, and we're giving it, and they're trying to find it. So, man, it is a matter of prayer. No wonder one cry is so important. Yes. And uh, yes. The, how did Byron? I, I'm going go back to that. I know I'm going back to that one thing, but I I think we're making a full circle. Uh, how did Byron? How did you know Byron Paulus? Uh, I know him through one of her brother's uh, family who, who came to visit me in India. And uh, they said, you know, they saw me uh, having a desire and, uh, you know, burden for revival. They said, you should be connected with one ministry. <laughs> and they quoted uh, Life Action Ministry. Yes. And then when I went uh, there for a conference to meet with him. Uh, Up in Michigan? Uh, yes, in oh, Michigan. Okay. I yeah. was with him in the lodge. Yeah. And I was staying there, and he came, and uh, he was talking to me many things. And then I said, Brother Byron, he asked me, how do you, uh, how are you connected with the people here? I said, a team from U.S. came to India in 1990s, and they connected. And uh, he asked me, which person? I said, uh, Danny Lyons. And he said, I mentored him. <laughs> so that's, that was something... 
Yeah. And uh, let me use this word one more time: connection. Right. <laughs> uh, that's that's the Christian community. I want to make sure we get this in as time is is fleeting. Missionary groups. You went on a you went with a group there, Matt. Yeah. Okay. What burdened your heart to go? Well, there was a, several people that in the church that we were involved with. They had been going for years and years and years. And so, as I was, uh, we would move there and become members of that congregation. And it was just obviously that it had impacted them. And I had been hearing their stories over and over and over. And I think it's important for a church to talk about its mission trips and the experiences of the individual, not just the work, but what God did in them. And so after hearing that over and over and over, an, ex- an invitation was extended, and I didn't feel like I could say no. So I went not knowing what to expect. Uh, but as I went the first time, you know, uh, you get to see all of it play out. And that's what I would tell anybody, you know, go your first time just to see it all. Cause it's a lot to take in when you're doing this level of ministry, this broad and this big, but as you get to it, you're going to find some spots that really you feel like you could, um, involve yourself with in different ways. And so over the years, we've stayed connected and trip after trip. And I think COVID hit us pretty hard there for a little while, but things seem to be it's getting, ramping back yeah, up as far that. as trips are going and that type of thing. So I'm looking forward to getting back in the groove of it. And ever so often in life, and I think you would know this, you come in contact with someone or you come into contact with a place or a ministry that you can honestly look in the mirror and say, I'm going to be connected with these people to my last few days. Yeah. And that's what you experience in some places. It's not a go and come and leave. It's okay. This is a part of my life, and I want it to be a part of my life. Amen. How, if someone is listening and they say, man, that's something I need to do, a mission trip, can they get in touch with Young Reapers for Christ and set up a mission trip? Or what would be the way to do that? Yes, they can connect with Young Reapers for Christ. I would say uh, a, a church in Springdale, Arkansas, uh, called Emdale Baptist Church. It's a church connected with us for past 25 years or more. And they will be the good connection for anyone here to connect and know. They know uh, all the things that's going on. They're part of our ministry. Uh, it's a, There's another connection, guys. Amen. And they they can get in touch with that church. They have a website, so you can do that. Springdale, Arkansas, what's the name of the church? Emdale. Emdale Baptist E-L- Church. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to hearing about this. We're thinking that some people who are listening today, their lives were touched in such a way that they're going to be praying mm-hmm. for for young uh, young reapers for Christ. They're going to be praying for you, Godwin, you. and they're going to be in touch with you and say, "We need to we need to come there and see." As Matt has so, uh, I would say, readily shared with us the process mm-hmm. of seeing how God brings them out. And God works in their lives. God sends them back. And it's an amazing journey. And it's a journey we always want to take. Well, again, our guest today has been Godwin and Matt Wilburn. Matt is here in America. Godwin is India. But he's working with One Cry to bring One Cry to India and other Southeastern Asia countries as church Pray together, seeking the Lord, seeking revival, and asking God to do a work. Let's pray for them, but let's pray for our country here in America that we will continue to send missionaries around the world. And so thank you for listening to Exploring uh, Missions. Matt, thank you. Yep. 
Godwin, thank you. Thank you. And may God bless you guys, and may God continue to use you in His work at here and around the world. 